Hey there, and welcome to the Sponsor Talk podcast, where we interview some of the leading minds in the world of sponsorship marketing and discover the various ways in how brands interact with properties within sports, arts, film, music, you name it. Today's episode is with Michael Rossi, president of Adidas Canada. Thanks for tuning in and hope you enjoy today's episode. How are you? Thank you so much for for joining us. And, um, you know, I'm just going to kick it off saying that I know that there's a lot going on in every sports related industry right now. Can you just for the people in the conference, give us a sense of what's going on for you? Um, I know there's a very special topic we're going to talk about that I'm super excited about, but what's going on at Adidas right now? I think, you know, it's, it's interesting because we play a few different roles here. I know you've had a number of uh, sports team staff on and, and just hearing Zach, I mean, we're closely connected to sports and invested in leagues and teams. So we're on pause waiting for clarity around that. Um, having said that, we are still in business and shipping e-com orders. Uh, we're quite fortunate that we have product launches that are ongoing and consumers that are highly engaged with our brand uh, and in our categories. Um, we're trying to keep our people safe. We're trying to plan for the future, uh, not knowing when our, our own stores will reopen or our retail partners will. Um, but there's still lots to be done and it's definitely a time of learning for, for all of us. Mm-hmm. So fulfillment's still happening. People are still consuming their, their products. That's great. Yeah, we've seen a shift, uh, you know, certainly I think as we can all relate over the last 10 weeks, um, things like hoodies and, and sweatpants have moved up our list of essentials uh, for workwear. Uh, so we're seeing a shift in consumer preference in terms of what people are purchasing from us. But uh, we're fortunate with both Adidas and Reebok to have brands that people love and, and actually look to at a time like this for some comfort. That's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in a time right now, like we're there's so much change and uncertainty and unknowns, you know, uh, a lot of us have to be welcoming of the challenge. And I think like one thing that we, we kind of have time for is, is passion and, and driving that passion forward. So, you know, we're going to talk about something really interesting today. Um, but I'd love to know what energizes you and, and what drives you in terms of your passion, um, especially recently. Uh, I love, I love learning. I think I'm a lifelong learner, regardless of the roles that I've been in. Uh, I love working with great teams and I love inspiring people. And, you know, as a leader uh, going through a time like this, and I don't care what anyone else says, uh, no leaders know the answers at a time like this. This is totally new for all of us, but that actually really excites me. Um, Not knowing what's around the corner uh, and wanting to lead and protect our team, inspire our people to look forward to new opportunities. that keeps me passionate. That wakes me up with a lot of energy each day and, uh, and certainly no shortage of learning on a daily basis right now. How do you help people that are afraid of that? So that energizes you and you love that excitement, exhilaration of sort of there's great stuff coming. Mm-hmm. How do you help your, your team members and other leaders that, that you're supporting to feel or see things through the lens that you have, which is a very positive one. I think one of the most important things on that is, is actually verbalizing vulnerability and fear and uncertainty. Um, I, I think a leader right now who tries to pretend that they know the answer and they have the path set 
actually creates a little bit of uncertainty in others uh, because they may not feel comfortable expressing where they're at if they're not on the same page. Right. So I think, you know, creating a culture and an environment where people can say, I'm not having a great day today. Uh, how are you doing? And just, you know, that's kind of the, the ground set where everyone's equal, everyone's even, and we're starting from the same place. And then you can start talking about what's possible. But I think if you, if you step over that um, uncertainty or anxiety that your team might be feeling, I'm not sure you're going to bring them along for the ride. So, and, and quite frankly, I have those days too. And I'll admit that with my team. So it's not always um, optimism and, and passion. Sometimes I'm down uh, in energy and I need a, a pickup from my team as well. Right. Is there any lessons that you, you've kind of taken away in this experience around leadership or around you know, uh, inspiring your team um, in general? Uh, I just think I have so much hope and belief in humans. And I think at a time like this, uh, your mindset really determines what you're going to experience and what you're going to see. Um, and I've been surrounded by and inspired by so many amazing heartwarming stories. And maybe that's what I'm choosing to see and I'm focusing on. Uh, but when we share those and when we share positive energy, we all help each other move forward. And so, you know, yesterday um, I visited a, a local hospital near our Adidas headquarters and saw, we made a donation. I saw that product being received by people. And that's the kind of thing that I think people want to see. They want to see real connection. Um, and, and so I think it's just not underestimating the power of human connection at a time like this. And finding ways to create opportunities for that big and small, whether it's a town hall in a company or whether it's, you know, chats like this, um, leaning in more and more at a time like this, I think helps everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's so important that we don't lose sight in this time of all the good things going on. And I think that, you know, passion project is sometimes used when it's something off the core product driven strategy. Mm -hmm. But I know that I, I know that we want to talk about something that I think really gets to what gets people up in the morning and helps us all remember to connect back. I love that you said you have so much hope and belief in humans, because to me, hope and belief are absolutely critical, along with empathy in any business environment to be successful. And certainly right now, uh, those are the things that we're not necessarily focused on because we're all trying to reinvent logistics and procedures and delivery and digitize everything. And so people are sort of, you know, uh, Maslow's hierarchy. If, if you don't have, you know, shelter, food mm -hmm. and water, you're, you're going to go for that first. And so I think this is going to be great that we shift now and I'm not going to ask the, the initial question on this, but I, I'd love for us to really get into what, what is that? really beautiful human aspect that businesses can't forget about and that we know that you guys are really focused on. Yeah. So I don't know if you want me to just share the passion project or. Yeah, let's do it. Let's absolutely. I think, um, you know, we we're, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Terry Fox and your involvement with the organization and, you know, 40 years ago or 41 years ago, I believe, you know, Terry Fox um, reached out to Adidas for shoes for his Marathon of Hope. So would love to know, you know, 
what um, what the history behind the organization's relationship with the Terry Fox organization is and where you see it heading moving forward. I wish we could run B-roll for you too, my I, I know. I was like, can I get on my phone and hold it up? But everybody imagine B-roll. Do you have some B-roll? I have, I have some props beside me. That wow, amazing. Perfect. So yeah, 41 years ago, November of 1979, uh, my predecessors received a letter from a young, a young man that I think we all know and love, Terry Fox, who was endeavoring to set out and run across the country uh, on a prosthetic leg to raise money for cancer. And it's so incredibly humble the way Terry asked for support from Adidas at that time uh, in the way of 26 pairs of shoes, uh, which is, quite frankly, the least we could do. Um, I'm so proud that our company said yes 40 years ago, um, before I joined the company, long before, uh, and we've continued to maintain that relationship with the family and the foundation ever since. Um, you know, when I came into this role six years ago as president, uh, my predecessor was very passionate about supporting the foundation. Uh, I lost my father to cancer, and so it was meaningful in many ways to me personally. Um, the heritage of 40 years of supporting an amazing cause. And it just really felt like a privilege to be able to carry that forward. So um, we always raise funds every year for the foundation, but with this year being the 40th anniversary, it really felt like it was the time to do something unique and special, which we've just literally, we're just announcing it. You're some of the first people to hear about this, uh, this campaign that's about to go live next week. So I, I'd love to talk before we get into the campaign about resiliency and overcoming challenges, which is what Terry Fox um, in a lot of ways represented. So, you know, we're facing a time where a lot of challenges are coming for, for a lot of people and uh, we're, we're, we're navigating them. But is there anything mm -hmm. we can take away from Terry's legacy and what he stood for around that kind of purpose um, that we can leverage for this time right now? Yeah, no question. And what's been really interesting about this project, this project has been 18 months in the making. Uh, we had a launch plan all ready to go in February of this year. And then everything got turned upside down. And it's amazing how Terry's story and Terry's history is such an amazing uh, beacon for all of us right now. Because no matter what we're dealing with, you know, when you read, um, entries in Terry's journal, where he talks about, you know, getting up in the rain at dawn to, to start his run and running uphill and running through inclement weather. And, and if you know what he dealt with in terms of, of uh, you know, having to be refitted with his leg throughout his marathon, that puts things in perspective. And so if we're trying to reinvent a business model right now or figure out a new way to ship product, it is not really a challenge relative to some of the things that Terry went through. And so even for our brand team, you know, having to let go of certain ideas we had, um, big brand activations we thought we would be doing to launch the product, um, Terry's voice is always there in terms of, you know, not giving up hope and continuing on. And that, that message of courage and resiliency and care for others we couldn't have possibly had a better, a better role model and a better message to guide us through this than, uh, than what Terry's given all Canadians. I don't know how many people on the, you know, attending on the conference actually saw Terry Fox, but I saw him in 1979. I was nine years old. 
And I remember going and to this day, you know, I'm turning 50 soon. And to this day, I can still feel standing there and the energy of the people cheering him on as he went. And, and, and it's funny, I can hear the sound of, of the, of the crowd and him and his breathing, because when you think about it, um, what an intensity to stay focused on your mission for that long. And uh, for me listening to you, it, it makes me think, you know, we've all been self-isolated and, you know, quarantining and it feels like forever, but we have to stay focused on the end game. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he did and never wavered. Uh, and that's such well, he- a beautiful story for your brand. Yeah, when you think about isolation, you know, when Terry started out on the East Coast, there was no, there was no internet, there was no media attention. There was actually a lot of skepticism at the beginning of, of the Marathon of Hope. Um, and it wasn't until he progressed further along that the media started to rally behind him. But right. you, think, you think of isolation and, and building your own self-resiliency. Uh, I'm just so impressed by how he managed to get up each day, you know, 143 days straight running the equivalent of a marathon. Uh, that takes resilience, that takes courage. And uh, yeah, it, it's inspiring. And Justine, you know, you mentioned, I think one of the things we're really going to enjoy about this campaign is there are people in Canada who saw Terry, who saw him run by, who remember him. There are kids who were born after Terry had passed away who don't remember him live, but have learned about him in school and have done the runs. Uh, and there's everyone in between. And so we're actually, we're inviting a number of our brand ambassadors. Uh, you know, we've got Daryl Sittler on board as a spokesperson. Daryl gr- greeted Terry at Nathan Phillips Square in Toronto in July of 1980. And Daryl will tell that story. PK Subban, too young to remember Daryl, but PK grew up going through the school system and being exposed to Terry's legacy. So I think that's going to be such a, just a beautiful way to say thank you to Terry. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to invite all Canadians to chime in on that story over the course of the next several months as well. But it's, um, it's amazing how regardless of your age or where you live, uh, the story continues to resonate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really a powerful story, particularly right now. Uh, where, you know, as you said, logistics will be done and digitization will occur. Uh, but it's the great Canadians that put themselves out there to be remembered in a way of making an impact. And I mean, that's that's what I think makes, makes Canada a great country uh, when you can celebrate these kinds of stories 40 years later uh, and that a brand that was there for that marathon of hope is still creating that level of hope for Canadians today. That's amazing. We're certainly very, very proud to, uh, to be part of it. Amazing. So My- Michael, you said you have some props there. Would love to see uh, what you have to share. I can see you have a t-shirt, but- So I'm wearing, yes, I'm wearing one of, so as part of the collection, there'll be a series of t-shirts that are released over the course of the next several months. This is actually one of the t-shirts that this will be released on uh, Wednesday, May 20th, 10 a.m. People can, can log on up? to- Can you stand <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, I can give you a full- Yeah, we want the full body view here. Yeah, oh, awesome. There you go. Um, so there will be a couple of what I would call more retro-inspired T-shirts. There's also going to be a series of T-shirts that feature iconic sayings from Terry. 
And so at a time when we look for inspiration, they're going to be so inspirational for, uh, for folks to purchase and wear those. 100% of the net proceeds will go to the foundation. And then I think the, the piece that so many people are excited about is the shoe that Terry wore. So this is a, a, rep, a reproduction of the original Orion and um, a couple of twists as we release this. So I mentioned that letter that Terry wrote to us. So most people can relate when you open a box of shoes, you unwrap the tissue paper. This tissue paper actually has Terry's letter to us oh, wow. reproduced on it. So you will discover that as you open the box up. And then inside, there will be a pair of shoelaces with one of Terry's quotes on them. And then on the shoe itself, uh, we've got inside a special 40th anniversary logo. So that's new. And then on the side of the shoe, you see the Terry Fox name. So we released these for the 25th anniversary. Uh, they have not been re-released since. There'll be limited edition quantities that we'll release over the course of uh, the coming months uh, through adidas.ca and hopefully knock on wood through our own retail stores when they open soon. Um, and it's, you know, it's been an amazing project because I've been able to work with multiple generations of the Fox family. So Terry's uh, two brothers, Fred and Daryl, his sister Judith, and then nieces and nephews are now part of carrying Terry's legacy forward. So uh, just a super incredible privilege to be part of this project. It's, it's so amazing. So when, okay, repeat when this stuff will be available. When can we start buying all this? 10 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. Uh, you can go to our site. If you go to Adidas social media right now, you'll see a preview of the product that's re going to release next Wednesday. And uh, so people can actually see it now on our website as a preview only. You can't purchase yet. Uh, full, full disclosure, we're going to sell out. We know that Canadians are really excited about this. Uh, but if you don't get something on the first drop, be patient. There are going to be a series of releases uh, so this is kind of the neat part. You know, we do sneaker releases all the time. Um, so we're good at this and we know how to, uh, how to execute it. And we're now going to be able to bring that same excitement to a series of commemorative products. So if you don't get the first one, there's going to be other things you can purchase throughout the course of, of 2020. I think the t-shirt is really cool too, because that's, that is like exactly the font. I mean, it's, it's so, and then is that his van is, is behind him? Uh, yes, you are. You are seeing actually. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think on one of the images, you're seeing a police car in the background as right. well. So I will say we, we did a preview of the full collection of t-shirts at one of our, uh, our town halls for our company last year as a preview. And, uh, it actually brought tears to my eyes when I saw all of it on stage. Uh, you know, we've been working on this for 18 months and so to, to see it up there and now for Canadians to be able to see it, it's awesome. It's just really, really a proud moment for us. And oh, there's no better time than right now. That's for sure. We could, no, all, absolutely. Use, we could all use this inspiration right now. I, I was just going to say, I feel like this is a time where we all need hope and inspiration. And it's something that, that Terry represented. And it's amazing to see Adidas bring it to life um, for their 40th anniversary. You know, the, one, of the, one of the interesting things that we've, I guess, debated over the course of the last several months is, you know, certainly as brands try to figure out their space in, in the time of COVID and what is appropriate. And, you know, we're trying to raise funds for a different charity while people are, are certainly struggling with very basic things as a, as in terms of health. Um, but ultimately that sentiment is really what made us say, we've got to push ahead with this because 
you know, Terry is, is such an iconic Canadian. The story is so amazing. And now more than ever, the inspiration and hope is so timely that uh, we just felt that Canadians will support this and, and we'll make room for another cause at a time when we're all doing a lot of amazing things to help each other. Definitely. So you said that uh, proceeds were going to support the organization. Was there an amount you're trying to raise or a goal you're trying to achieve? You know, we like round numbers. We like dramatic round numbers. So we are aiming for at least a million dollars uh, in proceeds uh, to be raised for the foundation. So in the last 15 years for perspective, we've raised 2.2 million over that entire time. And we think we're going to exceed, not we think, we will exceed a million dollars this time around, which is, it's amazing. And I'm also a board member on the foundation. So I know how, how meaningful those funds will be this year of all years. Um, you know, all charities are really trying to find a way and a path forward right now. And so it's, it's incredibly meaningful this year of all years. Totally. I, I feel like, um, you know, w with the Terry Fox run happening every year, uh, it's, it's going to be a little more challenging for fundraising, for event holding. So the, the funds are going to definitely go for great use. Um, I'm kind of interested in what you mentioned earlier about Daryl Sittler and PK Subban being involved. You know, was there, was there an influencer program around this? Is there specific launch plans? Like I saw the tactical elements in the, in the opening of the box, which is super cool, but you know, how mm -hmm. else are you bringing this to life? So what we're going to do, and you'll start to see this content next week, and then you'll see it roll out with each subsequent uh, release. We're bringing Adidas ambassadors and Canadians on board to tell their stories of connection with Terry and then to say, thanks, Terry. And, you know, that will be the kickoff. So we have Wayne Gretzky uh, signed up. We have Ron McLean signed up. We have Ashley Lawrence. We have Jim Cuddy. Uh, every time you ask someone, the answer is, of course, just tell me how to help. So those stories will start to roll out with the product launches. Um, each launch is timed with a, a special milestone date uh, from historical uh, Marathon of Hope history. And then we're gonna invite Canadians to add to the story because Justine, you, know, you mentioned your story of seeing and hearing Terry. Uh, we want everyone to be part of this. It's the 40th anniversary and you know, with over $800 million raised uh, in Terry's name, it's, it's a great time for us to reflect and for everyone to say thanks to Terry for what he left us with. So that's what you're going to see. It's going to be amazing to not only have, yes, celebrities and athletes, but run organizers and volunteers and Canadians who've raised funds themselves. Everyone gets to be part of it. That's, that's amazing. And I love, Michael, when you brought up, for those that, that were not around at the time of, of this Marathon of Hope, that really people thought it was a crazy idea in the beginning. Like it did not, it, do, it did not start out with the fanfare now that I think we have when somebody is doing something exceptional. It was, it was kind of a first. I mean, I don't, I don't recall that anybody did something like that before him. Is, is that accurate that he was really one of the first to create yeah, I mean, a coast to coast connection? That's, and that's where, you know, geez, when we think of how big we're going to dream, to think that you were gonna run across the country on one leg with no internet to spread the word and that somehow people would hear about it and that you would then raise a dollar for every Canadian. Like a dollar for every Canadian would have been about $25 million back then. $800 million later, like the dream exceeded even what Terry thought it could be. But at the beginning, 
I mean, you talk about having to overcome adversity and skepticism and your own self-talk in terms of what's possible. I just continue to be amazed by how big he dreamed and how much bigger even it became. And that that's the part of this that is so beautiful that you're involving so many people. And I mean, and Daryl's a great guy, a great Canadian that's always raising awareness and provides support. But when you think about that, you know, he's still this many years later, right there for this because how I'm sure he was impacted by it. And, and this is what I think is so important is, um, you know, listen, we're, we're not all going to be here forever. It's so important to make sure people learn this story if they weren't around and that they connect to it and that we all respect and preserve the history of the people who, who met him along the way or cheered him on along the way. And then hopefully inspire a new generation to, to carry the torch forward as well. How far do you think one pair of shoes takes a, a person running like he did? So he asked for 26. How did he get that number? Do you know? I don't know how he calculated that. I know he, he I think he used around, around 11 pairs uh, yeah. in total. And I, sh I should mention this because one of the things I will say, uh, and listen, this is a beautiful shoe, but technology has come so far yeah. in 40 years <laughs> that we're also going to release a new shoe, sort of a reimagined version of what would Terry run in if he were doing this today? Okay. And I, I think that makes it even more impressive to me that he did this on what was running shoe technology 40 years ago. Um, we've improved our products since then. So it's uh, it's kind of neat to have that bookend of two different shoes that'll be part of the collection too. But I'm glad you said that. I was like, I, I don't think I'd want to wear those shoes to run, no offense to Adidas, but how did he do it? That's pretty amazing too. I think I think these will end up on people's uh, bookshelves and uh, and mantles as opposed to on their feet. Mm. Hopefully, well, they're quite fashionable. I, I don't I don't they think are. I don't know that anyone's going to be running distances in them, but I think they'll be wearing them. They look good. They they're do. Special. Um, my, Michael, I think what's really cool personally as a brand marketer for this is like you know Adidas has been involved for forty years, um, and and Adidas as a brand has has always kind of built themselves around sustainability and purpose-driven marketing and philanthropy, you know, what can brands uh, listening in or brand marketers listening in take away from that and, and an involvement in a, in a partnership for so long? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to me is authenticity. Um, especially I think at times like this, when we try and figure out how to, how to support causes and what is authentic, you know, 70 years ago when Adidas was formed, our founder, Addy Dassler, was really focused on making the athlete better through products. That was always our mission. And so what, and you think of our core belief now, we talk about sport having the power to change lives. So I would humbly say to my global colleagues, I'm not sure there's a better example of sport having the power to change lives than Terry Fox. And helping make an athlete better by providing product 40 years ago. Like this is the, it's such a beautifully on strategy and, and aligned with like your heart. And it all comes together into such an authentic package that find, for any brand, finding your core voice um, and then finding partnerships and like-minded people that, that you can work with. Um, I guess this is the inspiration. 40 years later, it can still uh, have a lasting presence if you do it right. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. I, I, I think we're, we're, we're just finishing up here, but this, this is awesome. Thank you for sharing all of this. Um, you know, every single segment we've been doing so far, we've been trying to, to gain some perspective around, you know, professional development for uh, people entering the industry, whether that be, um, you know, with a sports brand or elsewhere, um, you know, what kind of advice can you leave them with knowing that there's a little bit of uncertainty, um, but there is hope among the horizon and, and what do you want to, to kind of leave um, to tell them with? I think it, it, I'll build on what I just said. I said it about a brand, but I'll now say it for individuals. Um, find your voice and early in your career, you know, platforms like this are an amazing way to learn from different people and then figure out what is authentically you and who you're going to be. And that's what I would encourage everyone, you know, at a time like this, I said, we don't have the answers. Everyone has an equal voice right now because it's uncertain. And if you have an idea or you have something to contribute, everyone is welcome right now. And, and as you go through your career, you'll refine that voice. You will fine tune it. It will get louder and it'll get purer. Um, but I would just say that, you know, we need everyone to have individually powerful voices. And then when they use them, amazing things happen personally in your career, but also in the world around you. This was incredible. I am so grateful to you. I'm like, namaste to you. I mean, this has been a fabulous session talking about what really emotes in a brand and my passion for Adidas or Adidas. I never know because you get corrected by various people depending, but this is, this is so heartfelt and so amazingly beautiful uh, for you to share this with everybody today. I'm sure every marketer that's participated is just their heart is bursting. And this is what all brands aspire to is to have this type of amazing connection. And so congratulations to you and your team. Uh, what a fabulous, fabulous campaign. Thank you. And thank you both for building this platform. Uh, you know, I talk about the importance of connection and I really take my hat off to people who are putting in the effort to create these opportunities for connection. So this was my absolute pleasure and uh, yeah, certainly a, a proud day and glad to share it with everyone who's been, uh, who's been part of this. Thank, thank you. you, Michael. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. Yeah, you heard it here. This is uh, actually day two concluding um, of the Sponsorship Connect conference. Justine, Michael, thank you for joining us today. Um, we're going to be coming back and regrouping on Tuesday for a bunch of different conversations, starting with Chris Schufelt and uh, Lori Nickel from Second Harvest talking about how they're turning MLSC um, facilities into uh, one of the largest kitchens in Canada. So going to be some interesting conversations on Tuesday. Um, excited to, to bring this forward. And thank you both for supporting this initiative. We've raised uh, $10,700 uh, Canadian for food banks across North America. And uh, we're proud to, to be a small part of bringing the community together. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to follow us at Sponsor Talk on Twitter and at the Sponsorship Space on LinkedIn. And join our community if you're interested in learning more. Thanks and have a great day.